0: Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So what do you want to accomplish in 2018? We are positive that providing even better patient care and increasing revenue are tops on your list. So how do you do that? Well, the people at NetHealth have created Redoc, powered by XFit, which is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. You can opt in to completely outsource billing services, which is the best way to optimize your revenue. So picture this for your practice, PT billing, coding, compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you. That lets you focus on your patients. So to learn more about Redoc, check out nethealth.com slash healthy. Okay, getting on to today's episode. It is yet another episode that was recorded live from CSM. And in this episode, the lovely Dr. Stephanie Wayrock interviews Dr. Lisa Dorsey so Dr. Lisa Dorsey is the co-founder and president of Eloquentia, consulting a holistic firm that supports professional development within organizations, specifically focused on higher education. She currently holds a position of assistant professor in the Department of Physical Therapy and Athletic Training in the, I hope I say this right, Dorsey College of Health Sciences at St. Louis University. Previously, she served as the associate. Associate Provost for Undergraduate Education, Dean for the Doisy College of Health Services, Associate Dean for Academic and Student Affairs, and Associate Dean for Graduate Education for the Doisy College of Health Sciences, and the Director of the Program in Health Sciences at St. Louis University. So Lisa was a speaker last year at the Women in PT Summit, and she absolutely killed it. So I'm so excited that fellow Women in PT alum, Dr. Stephanie Wayrock, is interviewing her. For today's episode. So, for those of you who don't know Stephanie, she is a doctor of physical therapy at Rehab Authority in Thief Rivers Falls, Minnesota. She received her doctorate in physical therapy and master's of science in clinical investigation from Washington University in St. Louis and her bachelor of science in biology from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. She has served on multiple national task force for the American Physical Therapy Association, and is a huge lobbyist for healthcare policy issues at the local, state, and national levels of government. So what do they talk about? How to manage work-life balance as a woman in the physical therapy profession, eloquencia consulting, mentorship for women in the workplace, how to develop leadership careers in higher education, and what are the barriers to advancing to leadership positions. So I wanna thank Stephanie and Lisa for taking the time out of their busy CSM schedules to record this for the Healthy, Wealthy and Smart podcast. So everyone, enjoy. Hi everyone, my name
1: is Stephanie, Dr. Stephanie Wyrock, and I'm a physical therapist out of uh, Minnesota. I work at Rehab Authority and I'm helping Karen out a little bit with Healthy, Wealthy and Smart talking to some really influential people in the APTA and in the PT world. And today I have Dr. Lisa Dorsey with me. Hi Lisa, thanks for joining us. Hello,
2: thanks for having me
1: so lisa is uh, a big mentor of mine and i have admired her for many many years i actually met her a few years ago at csm in a uh, the preface for the women in pt summit session uh, called women in leadership in physical therapy and one of the how i ended up connecting with lisa is uh, somebody had stood up in the room and had said you need to choose between as a woman you need to choose between having a career or a family And Lisa's a very accomplished person. I'm gonna let you tell, she's gonna tell you everything she's done when I'm done with this uh, segue, but, And Lisa stood up right away and said, absolutely not, here's everything I have done. And I was just so inspired by her. And I found out she was from St. Louis, and I found out she was running for political office, both things that I was wanting to do, or I had lived in St. Louis at the time, and so I had to connect with her. And we've just been uh, friends ever since. So Lisa, can you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself, and um, give us an idea of who you are and what you've done for our physical therapy world? Sure. So um,
2: I remember that moment very clearly, and I think I was actually writing some things down and looked up whenever I heard that statement, and it it was so profound for me because I had two small boys at the time, and I was serving as the associate provost for undergraduate education at my institution, and I thought, wow, that's not true. I feel like I feel like so many doors were shut by that statement for all of the women in the room, which. Three quarters of those women were in childbearing years, and and I wanted to be able to provide um, the platform to have the conversation that you can do both pieces. It's about choices, and it's it's about how you integrate that um, that life balance into your work and. I think we we proceeded in that talk to discuss about the the partners in your life that you choose. And I was fortunate. um, I'm still at St. Louis University. I was at St. Louis University at the time. I was fortunate to be able to negotiate with my supervisor at that point in time. So I was able to drop my children off and pick them up from school or um, after school activities as much as possible still meet the needs for my uh, my job and um, she she I remember her looking at me and saying you know I know that you will get things done beyond pick up after school that I can rely on you to come back to the evening activity etc and that was very important for me when I was doing my negotiations and in addition to that I just had such a great partner at home uh, my husband and I just really try to share all responsibilities and integrate both of our very busy jobs into the home life. And um, and so I thought we had an example um, that we could serve. And at the same time, you're right, I was um, at that time running for political office uh, for a school board member in my local school district, which I'm about to rotate off now after serving for three years and have balanced that um, along with teaching. I have a full uh, teaching load for physical therapy students. I do a a fair amount of research in student physical therapy success models and also women in the workplace. And I also review higher education institutions for accreditation.
1: Oh man, she's so amazing. So one of the reasons why I thought that Lisa would be a great uh, guest on this podcast today is because One of the things that she has just recently uh, pursued is she started her own business and you've seen, I mean, you've heard how busy she is. (laughs) She's got a lot going on, but she's so inspiring. And Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about your new business and how it came to fruition? Yeah, we're
2: really, really excited about the new initiative. Um, My co-founder, Jessica Prolio and I, have um, started Eloquencia Consulting and um, we, we officially launched it in September and are really pleased that we've been very busy ever since. And it is a company that um, it's female owned. Um, we have more than 30 years experience behind both of our um, career trajectories thus far. And, you know, what we found was that we were doing a lot of coaching and we were doing a lot of mentoring. And we we're really starting to identify a lot of gaps in the workplace, in our higher education world, in healthcare, in the corporate world. And we felt like there was a really nice opportunity for us to combine our experience and start helping organizations to change their culture to fill those gaps where coaching for individual Women, primarily in the workplace, how we do, although we do mixed gender, um, would, would assist them in their kind of niche that they're working on. And mentoring at large would assist in larger gaps where we can put formal mentoring in place, work on succession planning. How do we get people into leadership roles whenever we have leaders who are retiring, especially in our healthcare world? Um, and so we found an opportunity to be able to combine all of that along with a number of keynote opportunities. I've had the good fortune to... Um, present in the last two or three years and into one nice package and we call it Eloquencia, and we're really excited
0: about it. And on that note we are going to take a 30-second break to hear from our sponsor, NetHealth. What do you hope to accomplish in 2018? I bet providing even better patient care and increasing revenue are top on the list. First, expand your visit capacity. Then get paid for your services, ramp up patient engagement, and eliminate worries about documentation and compliance. The good news is there's one solution that brings it all to the table. Redoc, powered by Xfit, is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. Imagine, PT billing, coding, compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you. Learn more about Redoc and Complete Revenue Cycle Management Services at nethealth.com slash healthy.
1: And uh, I know that you've already gotten a few gigs. You're booked up uh, already. So so Lisa had a pre-con course here. Tell us a little bit about your pre-con course that you had here at CSM and a little bit about some of the gigs that you've been able to... uh, be able to have since starting your business sure yeah our pre-con course was really exciting um, you know I think the most uh the
2: best part about doing a workshop is when it's engaged. And, and when the workshop kind of takes over and they're running it themselves, that's, uh, I think, a, a true testament to a successful uh, venture. And so it was Women Leading Women, and it was looking at sustainable careers in higher education. So, again, it was it's a mentoring mentor um, workshop where we talk about the barriers and the obstacles that you may find in the workplace. But we also provide strategies. How can we get around the strategies? And it's it's evidence-based and it's also practically based from our experience and then we pair mentees and mentors up and they work on setting professional and personal goals and it's a really really fun workshop everybody um, had good things to say so we're hoping that uh, it's beneficial for them as they then leave and look at their next steps and how they're gonna go back to their environment and start making the changes there because that's really it's really where the impact needs to be some of our other opportunities that we've had is um, again, working with an organization at the top. So at a chancellor level or the corporate CEO level in order to continue to, to begin the process of organizational change. Um, identifying where are the gaps in the organizational structure and having equitable support um, across all positions at all levels and um, setting formal mentoring programs in place and then coming back and looking at the assessments around how successful we've been how do we need to you know alter this in order to um, meet additional gaps that we found again a lot of succession planning on leadership and just that organizational strange uh, organizational change from the bottom up and the top down
1: organizational change is definitely something that's really hard I'm a very big thinker and so I always am thinking big picture and you know, I can see a lot of barriers that happen mm-hmm. with organizational change, but I think that a gift that you also have is you can you can see the end of the, those barriers mm-hmm. and what the ultimate outcome is going to be. What do you think is the biggest barrier for men or women in the workplace? What What is something that you've seen in your research that's a big barrier for right. people to advance and to be in leadership positions? Right.
2: So there's a couple of things with that. One is we do a, a significant educational component around naming what those gaps and what the barriers and obstacles are. And we always find that aha moment where people are like, oh, that's what it's called. Yes, that's happened to me. Or and then we work with that strategy and name that strategy and how you overcome that. So some of it is just not knowing. You know, you, it just becomes commonplace that it's like, oh well, this this is what happens. This is the way it is. But there really are really great strategies and opportunities to overcome the barrier and change the culture. And the other approach that we have is we learn from those who are in the workplace. It's not us coming and imposing something upon. It's an organic discovery if you will so you're in this environment every day tell us what what your um, ideas are tell us what you think the barriers are how can we learn from you and then how can we empower you to really make the change organically and that has been the most fun it's very very exciting because people are empowered and then and, and they're committed to what they're doing and they love their job and their product is so much more powerful i think at that point
1: what would be your advice to young women like myself in helping to bring about organizational change or even how we can empower ourselves to maybe tell, one, tell our manager or tell a leader in our organization an issue that we may have that we would like to see changed? Yeah, so I think there's two things there. One would be to speak up right? You know,
2: don't be afraid to have the conversation. That leader may not even be aware that the gap is there or the barriers there or the concerns. And to just have that open conversation about um, what the opportunities could be. You know, oftentimes leaders are like, well, don't just bring me a problem. What's the solution, right? So working together in that collaborative sense to really be able to provide a plan, um, some kind of action around it. It's likely a bigger issue than it is for just one person so i think that that is really important so i think that speaking up piece and then i think seeking out mentorship i think trying to build that network um, that you can bounce ideas off of that you can validate is this a crazy thought is this a good thought is it a good fit um so having that mentor program or that mentor group is really extremely helpful for
1: our checks and balances ourselves. I really think that one of the reasons, the main reason I love coming to conferences, I mean, not only is the educational content great, but I love connecting with people who have really transformed the way that I think about our profession and the way that I see myself as a leader someday. And you've been very much an influence in my life, Lisa. And I definitely encourage you that if uh, those listening, if you have not been to CSM or another APTA sponsored conference, or even a conference outside of APTA, if you haven't been to one that is professionally related, really, Do try to go because you can really form a lot of great relationships. And don't be afraid to go up to somebody and talk to them. I think that that's maybe one of the biggest issues that people have coming to conferences is they see someone they really admire, someone who's very published, somebody who they look up to, and it's just like, oh man, I just, I can't can't say hi to that person. They make me too nervous. And uh, I still think back to that moment when ice came up to you as a young pt student and said wow like you're me i want to be you how can i be you and i will i wasn't necessarily scared to do it but it definitely does take guts to go up to somebody who because you know I didn't know if you were going to be responsive to what I was going to say, but my advice to those listening is everybody loves to have a little fangirl come up to them and tell them (laughs) they're pretty great. So if you will need to do that in order to make somebody listen to you, do that. But um, Lisa, is there anything else that you want to tell our audience about mentorship or about inspiring them to really come to a conference like this or speak up in the workplace? I think I agree with you 100%. I think what you find
2: whenever you, you come to a conference where... Yeah, it's, just, it's such a... Uh, a sample, a convenience sample. Everybody's right here, right? You can just, you can pick and choose. And I, I think most people are very approachable and they want to have that conversation. They're passionate about what they do. And so tap into it and, and learn from all of their experience. There's so much value in that. There's no need to, you know, recreate the wheel, just, you know, build from what is already there. Um, and then I also agree, whether it's an APTA conference or another conference that's in your wheelhouse, that added lens is so helpful. There's having... Having that network and so many different perspectives really helps open your eyes whether you've been doing this 30 years or you've been doing it 30 minutes. It really helps shape what those opportunities are and and helps you build those next steps of what you're going to do in your journey. It's extremely inspiring.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us, Lisa, and telling about your new business venture. Um, I'm Dr. Stephanie Wyrock, joining for Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. And if you haven't been to CSM, you should definitely check it out. And hopefully we'll see you at the next conference. Thanks so much.
0: So, a big thank you to doctors Lisa Dorsey and Stephanie Waywalk for a great interview on really being an eloquent leader and what that looks like in healthcare and beyond. So, thank you so much. And of course, I want to give a big thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Net Health, our sponsor for today's episode, Net Health. I'm so happy to have them on board this year. So again, if you're really looking for a powerful EMR, check out Redoc powered by XFit. You can expand your visit capacity, get paid for your services, ramp up patient engagement, and eliminate worries about documentation and compliance, which is amazing, which allows you to focus on your patients and your business. So check them out at NetHealth.com/healthy.